This old-time radio program was originally aired loud, long before the advent of high fidelity. As a result, you may detect an occasional surface noise or volume drop due to transmission problems so common to old radio. We hope, however, that any variance in audio quality will not take away from your pleasure in listening to this. Uh, welcome to Fright Central, where we talk all things horror. I'm here with uh, Brandon Keck again, back from Germany. How you doing, Keck? I'm great, buddy. Thanks for having me. And a uh, special uh, guest, uh, Chino, or Matt Labina, however he wants to go by. I'm just going to call him Chino the whole time. but uh, That he's, works. He's sitting to my right here. How Hello. you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me, sir. Yeah, no problem. Uh, all right, uh, I've got a little bit of news, uh, not too much, but tonight we're going to talk about uh, Haunting of Hill House and Castle Rock, and any other, like, uh, I guess, TV shows that you can think of um, that you saw in the last year, horror-related. I know there was a bunch out, but those are going to be the main two we're going to be talking about. Uh, the news I have is, um, first bit of piece of news, which was came out yesterday, was uh, now... Um, Mark Hamill is going to uh, voice the new Chucky in the new Child's Play movie, which I was... Com- oh, that's terrifying. But, yeah, I was completely not interested in the new movie at all, especially without uh, Brad Dorff uh, doing the voice. But, I mean, they're still doing that uh, whole Chucky TV series. So, uh, and it's nice that if Mark Hamill's going to do Chucky, I might actually uh, watch it now. <laughs> I don't know how you guys feel about that. We'll see when it comes out. Is the uh, TV series going to be animated? No, it's supposed to be live action. Interesting. Yeah. And Brad Dwarf's going to be in it? Yeah, he's supposed to do the voice of Chucky nice. as well. Okay. Yeah. I have no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I think the animated thing that you heard was coming out was the Gremlins. I think there's a Gremlins animated uh, series coming out as well. Um, hmm. My second piece of news is uh, Killian or Cillian. Uh, I'm not sure... I've been pronouncing it wrong the entire time, but Cillian Murphy, you know, uh, 20 Days Later, Sunshine, he's, yeah. uh, he got cast to be in A Quiet Place 2 uh, opposite Emily Blunt, so it does sound like they are going to c- continue her story anyway, because if she's back, I thought they were going to go, like, you know, follow somebody else, but... A Quiet Place 2, 2018, they're already... Wait, so Quiet Place was 2018... Yeah, they're already and they're sequel. already in production of Quiet Place Two. Yeah, they're already announcing castings. Yeah. Wow, that's intense. Probably come out like probably start filming the end of this year and then uh, shoot, and uh, and uh, shoot for a fall next year date. For all I know, but yeah, I haven't read any dates announcement yet. Just to his casting. Um, another thing is, um, Jim Jarmusch is doing a uh, zombie movie called The Dead Don't Die, and it's set to star. Bill Murray, Adam Driver, Selena Gomez, uh, Tilda Swinton, mm. Steve Buscemi, Tom Waits, Iggy Pop, and Wu-Tang's The Rizzo. So it's like a comedy? Uh, no, nah, it doesn't. There's no... I mean, it could be a serious movie, but Bill Murray does a lot of serious things. It's probably like, uh, what, coffee and cigarettes with zombies? Yeah. <laughs> Like that—that that was the last uh, Jarmusch piece I remember seeing. No, those are all people that were on coffee and cigarettes, huh? I don't know. Derizzo was. Derizzo was on there. Yeah, yeah, Buscemi was on there. Yeah, Bill Murray was in it. Waits was in it. I don't think Iggy Pop was in. Yeah, coffee he was. Cig- was he? Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. Do think... you think they're just gonna like sit around in a cafe talking about zombies? <laughs> like, why? Well, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no actually zombies in it. It's just them talking about zombies. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, that would be unique. Yeah. If like they just talked about the genre and like what they liked and what they didn't like, and maybe then there's like a zombie attack at the end, like dun dun dun. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm just waiting for part two. Or if they're talking about something completely not zombie related, and then just at the end, zombies break in and kill everyone. So, it'll, so the it, zombies it, are like a metaphor. It, it'll be like uh, my dinner with Andre, but with zombies. I like that movie. Good reference. <laughs> great. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, um, and the Alien uh, 40th Anniversary, uh, they decided to release six official Alien Re- uh, Universe short films being released by IGN. Uh, I believe they're all live action. I haven't seen any of them yet. I think one just got released the other day called uh, Alien Containment, but they're just uh, short little films. That, I don't know. I'll check them out. We'll see if they're any good. Well, I hate to break yeah. away, but what about the... Uh... The high school kids that oh, did yeah. the, uh, the the alien production. Why don't you go ahead and uh, describe that then? Make sure the mic's closer to your face. I just wanted to bring it. Bring yeah, it, like, yeah. A talking bring it up. Point. You know, I haven't watched the full video, so I'm well, not, I'm not the best. Uh, you know. Well, as far as the only <laughs> thing I know about it is that the uh, some high schoolers in New Jersey, I believe, uh, did a, a high school production play. Um, uh, on alien and apparently the the uh, alien costume is really good too but yeah oh, really? yeah i haven't seen the video for that and like uh well it, it, this was a high school production yeah high school or production. it was oh, okay yeah do you, do you know where in new jersey like you know would it be like a big high school people have heard of before like trenton high yeah yeah i don't i doubt it was trenton high but... uh north north bergen north bergen yeah. Well, that's Bergen that's County. like a very rich area, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I haven't watched any of the videos. Don't play the video. On your no, phone I'm not going to play. That is just, that is a really impressive costume. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that costume, and uh, I believe James Cameron and uh, or Ridley Scott, one of the two, came out and said they really uh, were in support of it, and somebody else uh, said something too, and I can't remember who else. It's grasped national attention. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is huge. People are paying attention. I wonder. I mean, like I say, it's in a very rich area. I don't know if it's a private or a public high or you know private or public high school. But I wonder if the school gave them some funding. You know, I mean, to do like what you guys described as a rather impressive costume. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You have to look it up on the internet's, the Googles. Oh. Uh, But uh, yeah, then. the next piece of news I got is uh, the Dead by Daylight series is getting uh, an Ash character from Ash vs. Evil Dead, obviously, with uh, Bruce Campbell voicing Ash. And I know you play that game. Gino. Yes, as a matter of fact, I do. And uh, I know you've played both. And we've talked about it a little bit uh, last podcast. What, what the, the old Evil Dead that uh, Chino used to play for the original Xbox? No, no, no. The Dead by Daylight. Uh, uh, yeah, Dead game. by Daylight is like a survival horror where pretty much you're either four, one of four teenagers or a killer. And it's Michael, Michael Myers, Freddy, Leatherface, uh, Jigsaw, and then just some generic like Hillbilly... But, you know... No, no Jason Voorhees? There is no Jason. 
I guess that would be cheating because if you're Jason, you literally cannot die. You'll right. always. But then come there's back, also the you know the, what I mean? the Friday the Thirteenth game, which I'm also playing, uh, which is cool. A little little, it's campy, but it's still entertaining and fun. Uh, but Dead by Daylight, it's it's terrifying because you you really get caught up in like the whole like everything, just being. Stalked by the killer, like you have to get, you know, have to get out. You have to cooperate with the other people that you're playing with. Like it's mm-hmm. not just you go in, you play a match, you're done. Like you have to actually communicate and talk. If you if you're going in by yourself and like screwing the rest of the team, you're not. You're gonna die. You're gonna get killed. Yeah, things aren't gonna work yeah. out. But amazing. Well, game. did you play the game Outlast, where you're like this guy, this chode that just decides like it's a great idea to like. And, like, you know, go check out this mental hospital, and the only thing he's armed with is, like, a camcorder that has a very low battery. And, like, you have no weapons. The entire game, all you're doing is running and hiding from horrible evils. And it's very scary. I have not. Okay. Well, I just thought I'd mention that. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I'm all all tied up with with those two, and then uh, Resident Evil, the remake, which... Doc told me you guys Resident about. Evil 2. Yeah, yeah, I actually, you know, the last cast we uh, talked a little bit about that, and I wasn't, like, really privy to, like, you know, all the ins and outs of that, but um, I looked it up, and, um, yeah, they're hailing it as, like, I mean, it's apparently, like, you know, like, a totally different game than Resident Evil 2. Like, it's not just, like, a repolishing. Oh, yeah, you know absolutely. What I mean, like, they added a lot to it, and they're hailing it as, like, possibly the best Resident Evil game of all time. So far. So, yeah. But I haven't played 7 yet, so I'm obviously going to want to play 7, because I hear that was really good. See, Resident Evil or Biohazard, as they yeah, call it, seven, I think, in seven, Europe and Japan. 7 was equally as terrifying, uh, especially if you play it with VR, and you oh, put headphones VR. on. Oh. You get immersed in it and it's it's unsettling at times you got like, it in vr i'm gonna about to come by your house yeah it's VR. no it, it, it is yeah. uh yeah it's it, it is it is frightening to say the least but this is a this is a whole topic for another another episode let's let's move yeah on. i just want to go on record <laughs> yeah. and say that if it's a game and it's disturbing that's of interest to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, yeah, you're going to want to get into Resident Evil 7, and then also Dead by Daylight. Yeah. Got it. Okay, uh, next piece of news. I, this, I guess it's the last one before we get into... Uh, we can start talking about... Um, we'll start with Castle Rock. The only th- it's just that the Supernatural no, a- series... HHH huh? first, yeah. You want to do a... Haunting of Horror House first? Okay. Uh, yeah, you're I, right. I figured that one would take a lot longer. <laughs> you're messing up my notes here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright, we can do Castle Rock first. That's fine. Yeah, um, well, uh, the, the show, the CW show Supernatural is ending after its 15th season next, it's, which is the next season Holy it's hell, doing. that show's been on for that long? 15, yeah. I mean, I still watch it because it still has some good stuff. I have yet to see one episode. It, it peaks around season five. I want to say, like season so five takes, or six. It takes that long to get good. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm saying like the uh, first first six seasons or like first five or six seasons are really good, and then it kind of like gets really mediocre for the next ten. You know what I'm saying? Huh. All right. <laughs> 
but it's like uh, one yeah, of the, I, that does not sound like it would be enticing. It's it's, you're, it's, you're it's one really... of those shows that like the only reason I'm still watching is because I'm so like far and deep into it, like I'm I'm invested. And like I'm so glad it's ending. <laughs> All right, good, because it almost sounded like you were trying to sell it. To no, us. no, I was just. Yeah, watched... it, I got that sense too. But you're you're basically saying you're so immersed in it that like you don't see any way out. Yeah, but, you, but, you, but you, for you the need, season to end, yeah. you need closure. Yeah, I need closure. I need the. Yeah. I'm so deep. <laughs> All right, and then, it's uh, like what happened with the chick with the Hellraiser box. Like, I'm sure, like, if she knew what was gonna happen, like, she wouldn't have even ripped it. But when she did rip it, she was like, you know, too far, you know, into it to, you know, get out. She had to just keep going deeper. You know, when there's no way out, they say keep going in. Which which Hellraiser was it? Where uh, the dude was banging the chick with the uh, he was smoking a cigarette while he was fucking her. Like, and that happens a lot in Hellraiser. Like, <laughs> that would be like the first or second one. It wasn't the first I one. I think the I just second one that. was the uh, best. The first I, I one, watched yes. the thing, yes. the history of Hellraiser, where there's this guy getting drunk talking about it the whole time. Now, I think the second one was the best. You know, he talks about, you know, your suffering will be legendary even in hell. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that line alone really gives credit to the movie. We should do a drunk history of horror. <laughs> just yeah, it's like this guy getting faced on YouTube. <laughs> and, like, he's talking about... But he's making sense. Yeah. And he's dressed in, like, the shirts your brother used to wear. The, like, you know what I'm talking them? about? Oh, the, 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 the fake yeah. fake silk shirts with flames oh, and, yeah. like, <laughs> tribal symbols on them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the last piece of news I got. I, I, we'll jump into... Um... I want to see. I want to do Castle Rock first. That's what, that's what you want to do, right, Chino? Uh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm open. I'm okay. All right. Well, Either I'll way. start with the news that um, for season two of Castle Rock, which is going to be a separate story, uh, has um, gotten Lizzie Chaplin from Masters of Sex to play. Oh God! I was just I was just watching her in Das Boot. Oh yeah, she plays Annie Wilkes. Uh, you might know that name. From a little movie or novel, depending on your preference, uh, Misery. Oh, yeah, dude. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're going to be getting into yeah. Yeah. Some, some James Conn leg-breaking. Liz, Lizzie Chaplin, she's, <laughs> yeah. uh, from, uh, she's young, right? Yeah, I thought Lizzie Chaplin well, okay, uh, I mean, I guess... Oh, you're watching the Doss. we're Dos- old now, like, you know, yeah, I guess she's, uh, she's not exactly young. You know what I mean? She's she was in part, Party Down. Yeah, but you're watching, you're, you're talking about the DOS boot, the remake TV series, right? DOS boot, yeah, and she's yeah, the yeah. Masters of Sex. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what was, I was, was like, wait, the old, I was like, that, I was like, know, she was in the. Is, I'm attracted to her. Yeah, I was going to say you were talking, oh, I thought you were talking about the uh, old DOS boot movie for a second. Yes, yes, her. Okay. All right. You, you mean like the Dospel, um five-hour and 25-minute Ultimate Edition I have? Yes, Or yes. at least the most Ultimate to date. <laughs> Is it on VHS? I had to download it from the internet because I don't even know if this version is available to own unless, like, you get it 
online like and somebody just put all this shit together the subtitles are kind of off like the english subs like are kind of off but um you know i mean if you want the ultimate das boat experience you want the five hour and 25 minute version however i'm sure in the years to come because like every five years they add 25 minutes to the film you know it could get up to like eight hours someday you know i just want to release a blu-ray 4k edition full full on that's what i want well they keep saying this is the definitive edition like yeah everyone that's come <laughs> out cut. the one i and bought for like you the yeah hidden footage director's yeah. cut bought the one for you that was like three and a half hours that said like the ultimate cut it was more whatever. than three it was like four hours oh, well, and it was like it was like on a director's cut yeah like apparently that's like the swag version <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like yeah, they, they, they found an extra hour on top of that. Yeah, <laughs> that's insane. And a lot of it is just the guys in the sub screaming in fear and terror about the death charges that seem to be unending. <laughs> yeah. So there's so. an there's an extra hour of just stock sub footage. What are you talking about? They went out on like really. Early. <laughs> that's a that's a non-narrative documentary. Yeah, about something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is a this is not a dust Excuse podcast. me, U-boats. I should say yeah, U-boats, U-boats. You know, yeah. I mean, give respect. Yeah, uh, this is not a U-boat <laughs> podcast. But uh, back to uh, Castle Rock. <laughs> yeah, and and they, uh, uh, also in Castle Rock, they got uh, Tim Robbins for season two as well. As, Didn't he commit as, oh wait, no, I'm thinking about the other. Uh, what's the one that committed suicide? Oh, Robin Williams. I'm sorry, I, I get them. I got them mixed up. Obviously, Tim Robbins is still available. Yeah. <laughs> is he going to be Andy Dufresne? No, he's not. Uh, he's playing some. Uh, His twin brother. <laughs> he's playing the head of a crime family who's dying of cancer and reckoning with his family. He first appeared in the 1990 novella The Sundog, which is constantly referenced, we just found out, from watching a uh, a little Easter egg video on Castle Rock and like so many different references to Stephen King uh, stuff in, in, in Castle Rock. Should we... So many, it's almost painful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you mean? I mean, Castle Rock is literally like... Um... A composition of like all Stephen King stories. Yeah, yeah. So but I mean, why there's... wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, but I didn't realize. Like, I mean, there's obvious ones like in the intro. That there's obviously ones there, but then there's even like hidden ones there, and then there's like small references throughout the entire show. I, I was mm-hmm. I was disturbed about the uh, alarmingly low number of Dean Koontz uh, Easter eggs that were in that show. Why were there Dean Koontz? <laughs> why not? It's because Steve Koontz isn't fucking Stephen King. Yeah, they're, they're interchangeable. <laughs> I don't know about that. Anyway, uh, well, yeah, know, so... you're, you're getting into Castor Rock, you know, yeah. Castor Rock 2018, and we were just talking about Lizzie Chaplin and Masters of Sex, and this actually is related to it because Castle Rock was created by Sam Shaw and um, Dustin Thompson, but I think Shaw's, like, the primary creator, and um, if you look in uh, Shaw's, like, you know, uh, filmography and, you know, his credits as a writer and director, uh, Sam Shaw wrote several episodes for Masters of Sex. Okay. You know, just a little tidbit. I'm not sure if you guys are aware so about. Maybe, so, maybe you know, that's, I, I thought that was. So maybe that's how she got the job for season two. Then, what, Lizzie Chaplin? Yeah, 
That's she doesn't have to sell herself. Yeah, People no, no. I'm just saying, up. like, that's probably where, like, he was like, oh yeah, you were in this. I really like you in this. So it's easier to just bring somebody in that you already know to another project yeah, than she, to go out she, and she work might for be somebody. Easy to work with. Yeah, you know, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you don't call Khan. He calls you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, so Castle Rock is uh, based on the stories of Stephen King. The series will intertwine characters and themes from the fictional town of Castle Rock. And yeah, the... it's uh, yeah, King's like it's like the imaginary version of yeah. his hometown. Yeah. I think he describes it as. Yeah, it's referenced in like all his like multiple books and like a lot of the uh, like the psychiatric hospital is uh, that they go to seems to be the only one in the area that that uh everyone uh like a lot of references from that in the books uh, needful things took place in castle rock yeah needful things uh, they meant that's that's referenced Jojo. Uh, ge- ge- geographically it's relatively close to Derry. Derry, yeah yeah it's not far from Derry where it took place uh, I think... Yeah, and it's right on. It's right on the coast. You yeah. know what I mean? It kind of reminds me a little bit of Bar Harbor when me and Danny went there and Stephanie a few years back. In Maine. I mean, Maine's a yeah. fucking. You know, if you drive down the main stretch of like ninety five, going you know through Maine like towards uh, Bangor, like you can tell like how Stephen King probably had cabin fever and like you could see like where a lot of his inspiration comes from yeah definitely it's isolated and shady yeah. and there's moose yeah so this first season mooses um, or mooses i'm not sure so i just said moose because i, I didn't want to be like grammatically for, incorrect a moose is for both of them yeah so yeah, like, whether there's like 20 yeah is it a murder of moose like, <laughs> like, a, like a murder of crows or, or a disappointment of pandas. <laughs> so it's like fish. You wouldn't say fish is. You say you know there's a lot of fish or a school of fish. <laughs> Flock of seagulls. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anyway, so the first season uh, revolves around. Uh, Henry Deaver, who was like this lawyer that uh, <laughs> lived in the uh, town, and he's brought back because uh, this kid with the same name was found in this basement cage of a prison, of Shawshank Prison. Uh, that is a direct reference to that. They didn't really hide that one at all. <laughs> and... Uh, that kid says that his name's Henry Deaver, so the other one gets called back to town. And obviously, they're, well, I mean, one's black and one's white. I don't know how to, like, you know, describe it like that. It's obviously not him that, that was down there. So, uh, yeah, it really revolves around the mystery of this kid that they find in the basement of the prison. And it's played by Bill Skarsgård, who was in Stephen King's It. He does not play Pennywise in the series, though. Um, but it also has characters. But that... he he was Pennywise in it, yes, right? Yes, yes, it's, yes. Uh, I get you know. There's so many scars, yeah. you know. You sometimes, <laughs> you know what I mean. And a lot of them look alike. So yeah, you know, there's a new one know. every. There's a new one every year too. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to just pop out of nowhere. But uh, yeah, it's the the guy who played Pennywise. And then there's characters like Sissy Spacek who was in Carrie, but she doesn't play Carrie in this. She plays a different character. Um, then there's another character that's related to who's the I guess the niece 
of Jack Torrance from The Shining. Uh, she adapts the name Jackie Torrance for the show, but I don't remember. If, I don't think that was her real name. I think she mentions that she just took that name to references. She's like real big into like all the the murders and the horror stuff that's happened in Castle Rock. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and, and you said Torrance really to The Shining, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, when he goes to the bartender and bartender's like, so how are things going, Mr. Torrance? Yeah, yeah, you know, like Nicholson's, yeah, Nicholson's, yeah. Point. And then there's, like, another character, Molly Strand, who kind of has, like, the, uh, the shining, uh, she can, like, you know, feel, like, other people's emotions, I think is what, uh, how it's described in the show. Listen, I watched the show, like, At, last year. Yeah, like, she, she, she does. Like, as she, it went. So. She does have, like, a form of, of the shining. Yeah. She shines. Yeah. She, she shines. So, yeah, like a, like an extrasensory perception. Like, you know what I mean? Like a sixth sense. Or yeah, it's, like it's, that, right? it's not as intense as, like, Danny's or, um, uh, what's, uh. Yeah, Danny's horse from Shining. Yeah, but, um. Oh, uh, the doc. But Danny doesn't have to yeah. touch anybody. He sees visions, you know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah, It's kind of shady if you have to, like, touch everybody, you know. No, she just has to be near them, them, uh, to know what they're feeling. And when she's around the kids, she's like, I, I don't feel anything or hear anything. Oh, like yeah, silence. she, she remembers yeah. how he felt when he was jerking off as a little kid. And she's like, you know, I remember, like, uh, I mean, in so many words, she's like, I remember, like, how it felt for you the first time you masturbated. Oh, yeah, when she's talking to the she other, when she's talking to Henry Deaver, yeah. That. Yeah, and when she's talking to Henry like, Deaver. Oh, what the fuck? Like, why would you have to say that? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know of all things. I mean? like, yeah. No, I was talking about when she was with the kid. Uh, she feels nothing around him. The one that was in the, the one that's may or may not be, otherworldly Henry Deaver. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Bill, Bill, Bill yes. Skarsgård, yes, yes. May or may not be evil. May or not may not be evil. Yeah, with the the Easter egg and season finale thing we just watched uh, had mentioned how it was like, the show is built so you would watch it like you were the a judge watching this uh case about the whether it like it's for you to decide at the end whether the kid was evil or not or if he was like who he said he was or if any of those other uh like the the other world it was open-ended for the viewer yeah i mean to draw their own conclusion you know based on what the show presented yeah um i actually i mean the I liked it, but I mean, the last episode was um, a little hard for me to follow. Um, you know, I'm not sure if I exactly understand what happened in the last episode, but yes, I can see how it leaves a lot of questions. Yeah, because it goes, but like, I think we, what we just saw, it went back to like the very first episode. And then it kind of like was showing the uh, the guy, the, um, the guy at the. the ran the the who ran shawshank um he was in lost yeah that that, the, the, that oh the, yeah the, the one warden. that took his hat yeah off. the warden yeah the warden. Like, kill yourself yeah like, i thought about hanging myself before if i do i'm doing it that way <laughs> just drive off a cliff with the it's more it's more certain you know yeah, what i mean it's yeah. like you're hanging and it's like a guillotine yeah you, you know what i mean so you get the best best of both worlds you there. don't you don't want to survive that crash or, it, it, or it, hanging it would have been better if he was screaming like matthew mcconaughey and rain of fire yes yeah, i thought we weren't going to talk about rain of fire on this cast <laughs> as it's like you know kind of too pissed to reference really <laughs> 
that's true. I, I, I was not aware of that. No one filled me in. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my favorite episode was probably the Queen episode with Sissy Spacek, where it kind of jumps around and she uses the 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 Queen chess piece as like her marker of to, so she can tell us what time she's in because she has like dissociative uh, disorder, so she's not really aware constantly of where she is or what time it is. So she has to use that queen to kind of that that was like a gift to her to to kind of focus on where she is and it kind of jumps yeah, through all throughout the time as like a point of reference yeah right yeah um yeah that, that, that was my favorite episode i don't know about you guys if you guys had a favorite episode or not yeah i mean everybody you know it's it's tough because everybody thought she was you know totally batshit yeah and it's not to say she wasn't suffering from some kind of like um you know disassociative memory disorder or something like that but like she actually was not nearly as batshit as people thought she was you know what i mean like she was like walking through states of like um concentrated time yeah yeah pretty much like some conversations like she would be having like in the corner she would think she was having it at one time when somebody else would walk into the room like you don't really realize that until later when they show that episode like like when uh the little deaver um henry deaver's kid like walks in on her (laughs) at one point and she's just like standing there talking to no one and you don't find out till that episode that like she actually was having a conversation with somebody just kind of like almost in a different time and like she was just having that conversation again i guess because she didn't know where she was and like he walks in and sees that i don't know i really yeah that, that episode is really interesting i definitely want to go back and watch it again before the new season yeah no i was season. i was just gonna say that i yeah. think castle rock is one of their shows where you watch it and then you should revisit it again like you know like you know four or five months later yeah yeah and you know i mean because like um i i overall enjoyed the uh series but um i gotta be totally honest a lot of it was lost on me no. like i feel like there's a lot of things i didn't understand um whether uh it was the show and the way they tried to convey it and instill it in the audience or it was just my lack of vision a lot of it was uh, lost on me yeah there's definitely a lot of uh references to books that i don't know much about like a lot of dark tower stuff is in there but i've never read any of those i know only like kind of like more of his main main ones the ones that i've actually you know watched the movies on that have come out before so like some of those other references and and stuff that I that I'm definitely lost on, but like overall I'm I'm pretty confident I got a, a, a somewhat of an idea of what was going on. But then yeah, yeah, watching like Easter egg videos and recap videos and like probably going back and watching the series again will really really help a lot. Too. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Right. Wait, Dark Dark Towers was that the one with um the sparrows? I think you had like Mickey Rourke in it. I think they made, I, I don't know. I it's probably something different, but there was a part where like there were all these sparrows, and he's like the sparrows fly again. There's a scene where this guy gets his face totally eaten off by sparrows. I just remember that and liking it. Yeah. You know? With Mickey, no, um, there was I, the Matthew McConaughey Idris Elba uh, movie that came out. That was really terrible. What they were. This movie I'm talking about was fucking bad. 
Like, it was awful, but it yeah. did not have McConaughey in it. No, this is I definitely McConaughey is the in man in black. Just lots of bird eating, lots of face-eating birds, you know what I mean? I not like Hitchcock, that. but there is a lot of sparrows eating faces. Did you see Dark Tower, Gina? No, I have not. Yeah, I'm waiting a, for that to be, like, on a uh, Netflix. Don't or... bother. Like, I watched yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too... Because it was originally supposed to be a movie that was going to go from a movie into his TV series. And the movie was so bad that, like, I don't even know if the TV series is still happening. Probably not. Or they're just going yeah, to reboot the whole thing. If I go the rest of my life without seeing that movie, I'll, I'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, you will be. <laughs> well, I, I, I think I think there's some validity to, like, you know, if a movie's so terrible, but, like, I think a lot of Stephen King's literary work that's done really well, um, that's then been, um, you know, adopted for the screen, like, I think it's just been shitty direction and shitty screenplays. Like, I think they could have been very successful movies, oh, yeah. but they were just, you know, poor poorly portrayed on the big screen when the actual book was like really good oh yeah, um, yeah like needful things got fucking absolutely hammered by critics but as a book it was absolutely awesome yeah. you know what i mean so i i, I maybe, enjoy that um, movie too though. Making I have a, soft a series movie. after a movie uh failed really bad maybe it's a way of like kind of like redemption or something like that you you see what i'm getting at yeah yeah they'll probably just end up rebooting the, the series because i don't know if that because that because Dark Tower is probably one of his longest running, you know, ones. Yeah, I think there's like, like six or seven books. Yeah. So I think they, they're probably just going to like that. That work, but that'll probably work best as a series. Oh, in like 10 years, they'll reboot it. To explain. It'll be they'll, a new they'll, thing. they'll do like two years. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. And then fuck it up again and wait another two years. Yeah. Yeah. And then Disney will buy it and then they'll, they'll do it right. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to hit the microphone. Uh,. But yeah, uh, any, anybody have any other uh, thoughts on uh, Castle Rock? Um, where do we talked about this earlier? Where do you land on him being good or evil or neutral? Oh, I, see, I think the uh, I think he was probably was good to begin with, but then after like you know sitting in a hole for your, who knows how long. Probably. Oh, what? You yeah, mean 20, like 27 sitting years in a cave for, for 30 years yeah, might fuck like you that. up in the head? <laughs> yeah, it will fuck you up in the head a bit. But at the same time, it's like I don't think he was necessarily the one causing like all the evil around him. I think it was like whatever entity or whatever that, that you know, when he crossed over to our world, that if he, like like it was causing that was causing the evil and it just surrounded him it was just disturbances because he, yeah. he wasn't supposed to be there yeah disturbances because he wasn't supposed to be there and it, and and like he was just so used to all the violence happening around him that, that that's why he looks kind of nonchalant about it or at this point like and when he sees the violence around him he thinks that shit's funny and he, like he smiles at it and it's like well like and that like i was in a hole of course this is going to be like awesome to me because fuck all these people who put me in a hole you know what i mean now what what the uh when he had that like shriveled like um oh he turned old at the very end yeah i don't know i I think that's because if he's been there for 30 years i think that's what his body would have looked like if it was just left alone out in the air dead decomposed all shriveled up like that true yeah just one man's opinion yeah yeah, that ending really uh, left me with questions. 
I don't know if, I mean, for me, I really could not, like, um, discern whether or not he was good or evil. For me, the, for me, the show did not, like, you know, produce enough, um, I don't know, it just didn't produce enough for me to be able to deduce whether or not his character was good or evil, good and evil, you know, good at sometimes, like you let on, and bad yeah. at sometimes. Like what? it almost seemed like he, like you said, he had no concept of good and evil, no concept of right and wrong. And for a being to not understand what's good and evil, they are then, I think, by definition, neutral. Like neither good nor evil. But you know what I mean? Also, once so, oh, go ahead. It's perception. But once he came into this, you know, dimension or that dimension. He may have been good or just a you know decent person like you know just a normal normal dude, but just sitting in that cell for thirty years just probably like dis- desensitized him where he's just like whatever you want to be violent cool, you want to not be violent cool like I don't just blind. I mean by that logic you could say that like Pennywise could have been good or evil you know what I mean like when he like tra- transferred over from I think uh, King describes it as like the the metrodome or something it's like the other dimension where he like warped over here and then crashed on earth and then he was just like alone in dairy like for fucking like thousands of years <laughs> until they like built the town there when they finally built the town there and he starts interacting with people like he might have just been really pissed yeah. that he was alone for thousands of years and then realized that eating children like was kind of heady <laughs> so all right so so you you're in pennywise's defense he's just a product of his of his environment yes but pennywise like he he himself was straight up eating people where in castle rock things violent things happen around him without him in doing anything necessarily he could just be sitting there and he doesn't necessarily even have to be in the same room like but on a side note, near. you you've never seen him or not seen him eat a baby or a child. That's right. So he could still be funny. You know, so yeah, you don't. Well, know. there's actually so this could apparently be a there was um there was film like um when Starsguard went on one of the late shows, he said that there was they did shoot a scene. Of like a mother holding a baby and Pennywise who didn't look like Pennywise at the time because remember he just manifests himself to look like a clown to the children and everybody else can see him as something else but apparently Starsguard said there was a scene where a mother was holding a baby and Pennywise was like you know I want that fucking baby like you know you can eat me like please just don't eat the baby and he said that like they rendered that at the time the scene was too disturbing to show was that for castle rock or for uh it for for it and they you know alluded to it might be um incorporated in like you know when the second part comes out you know the ultimate edition that'll be in there because pennywise i mean in the book he does eat a lot of babies yeah well so i mean you have to you have to what i'm saying is just like you know uh King always seems to um, kind of uh, leave it open-ended to, like, what's good and what's evil, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and that's what the, I thought the, the show a, a captured lot of, really A lot well. of themes are, you know, about that. 
Yeah. You know, the Tommy knockers thought they were just doing the right thing. Yeah. You know, so did another group of people. They were called the Nazis. They thought they were just doing the right thing. Yeah, I could talk about this. I would definitely yeah. like to have a cast about that. <laughs> no, this time I'm just going to stop. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, all right. Um, I guess we can move on <laughs> to uh, Haunting a Hill House, if you like. Sure. Be ready. You want to do that, Keck? You can take. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought that was what we were doing. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I didn't so know if there was any more thoughts just... on Castle Rock that you needed to uh, talk about, or if you want to go, because I'm ready to move into to haunting. I guess I've said everything I need to say about haunt, yeah. uh, Castle Rock, rather. Um, but definitely like a recommended said, you know, show. I enjoyed it, yeah. but like at the end, I realized like I just. A lot of it was lost on me. I have to see it again. And, um, you know, I enjoyed it, but um, there's a lot of questions that uh, I don't possess the answers to. Yeah, it's de- I definitely one of the ones I recommend, though. There could have also year. been rewrites because they knew they were going to get a second season. So there, originally there could have been closure for the first season. Yeah, and we know we still don't know. Yeah, that. they already signed in for a second season. Yeah, so. they, they could like have been six, like, let's, let's change it up and just make, you know. Six episodes in, they got renewed for a second season. But they had already said that the next season was going to still take place in Castle Rock, but from a different perspective or a different story. So we don't know if they'll ever even go back to that story to give us closure at all. So it'll be like the Fargo series. Yeah. Right. Which is a well, fantastic that's the thing. We to... don't know. Yeah, we don't you know. know yeah. I mean, it was all hear, know, hearsay so. and speculation. Yeah. yeah. But it's, yeah. Def- it's definitely a show worth checking out. Uh, but yeah, uh, Haunted Hill House. Um, uh, yeah, uh, the, I do have news. House. I do have news for that first before you oh, jump ahead. into that. Yeah. Is the uh, second season is is not going to be a continuation of the Hill House story and that family. That, that story's done. The next season is going to be called The Haunted of Bly Manor. And it's uh, adopting the classic gothic literature novel, The Turn of the Screw, by Henry James. And it's about the governess caring for two children at a remote estate who become convinced the grounds are haunted. And you may have... uh, This has been adapted a couple different times. Oh, it sounds like all the motorcycle gang people are going back. (laughs) Uh, Sorry. Uh, So, yeah, the, The Others with Nicole Kidman... That uh, that kind of loosely adapted that, and it's been adapted a couple different times. But uh, this time, Mike Flanagan's uh, going to be taking that over. And he plans on directing the whole thing himself too, uh, like he did Haunting of Hill House. I don't know. It doesn't say. It does say he's uh, writing and adapting it. I'm sure they have a writer's room, but I don't know if he's directing every episode yet or not. Okay. There has. Well, I yeah, don't know I, if there's been casting or anything. To... Uh, I don't think there's been casting for season two. That's just what, what the most recent announcement was for the okay. for the next season, and not to be released till next year. So we have some time for that. I'm sure there'll be more news to give on the way. But uh, yeah, take it away with uh, Haunting Hill House, yeah. Yeah, well, for people that don't know, um, the Haunting of Hill House um, uh, uh, debuted in uh, 2018. Uh, Netflix picked it up and. Um, it, again, was uh, created and directed by Mike Flanagan. And one thing I found interesting just off the bat was, um, you know, when you have, like, a 10-episode series, you'll often see, like, different directors, you know what I mean? Like, here and there, like, you know, Flanagan will direct, like, 
you know, five episodes, you know, but I thought it was very interesting that he, you know, create, direct it, and he, you know, he directed all ten episodes himself, yeah. and I thought that was something that was um, very interesting, because, you know, you, you don't always see that, and um, of course, um, he uh, wrote the movie, or wrote the series, rather, um, based on the uh, novel by Shirley Jackson, which was also called The Haunting of Hill House. She published it in 1959, and Flanagan um, said in, you know, interviews that, you know, although he doesn't have a lot of directing credits to his name, you know, this is the project that he has been um, the most proud of. I uh, talked about Shirley Jackson, like, you know, uh, as being one of his absolute favorite writers of the uh, 20th century and um you know i just thought that uh i just thought he did an absolutely great job um you know uh taking the thing well i mean her novel is actually totally different and i'd like to talk about that later after we've discussed um the show a little bit more but um you know i just thought it was absolutely awesome the way he interpret her novel and how he then you know adopt that for the big screen and um so yeah he wrote the uh entire screenplay and um the actors i'm not even gonna give like a list of all the actors because um you know there's so many uh for people that don't know it falls a family called the crane family and um it goes kind of back and forth in time um to uh well i'll give you a summary so you understand uh, haunting of Hill House, um, going between past and present events. Uh, like I said, it uh, follows a family. A fractured family confronts haunting memories of their old home and the terrifying events that drove them from it. Um, you know, now they deal with uh, the traumatic residue that left on their lives. And um, so, when I say that the list of actors is a little bit like too much to go into, it's just because. Um, um, you know, uh, the family was rather big, right? I mean, it had what three seven. daughters, like two sons, seven and people then total. They had, yeah, five kids, two in the five kids, and the mother and the father. Yeah, so you know, you have the you know, the uh, five kids, so seven, <laughs> you have seven adult actors that portray them in you know, their adult lives, yeah. and then you have seven child actors that portray them in their young lives well five but child actually actors. made an error because the yeah. mother actually does not have yeah. a younger version of herself it's uh, just, version. Um, you mean an older version she is the younger oh, version. yeah she doesn't well yeah she doesn't have a younger version of herself the mother's always the same age well the well the in the past it's the two adults and the five children and then in the future or present it's just the father and the and the five children who are now adults. Well, the four kids because yeah. the so, Nell Nell kills herself in the spoilers. Oh, is this, <laughs> the, is this a spoiler-free zone? <laughs> no, no, no. no uh, I'm not sure you guys understand what I'm saying. Like, you know, there were the the family is a seven-member family. Yeah, but you were saying and, seven child actors though. There weren't seven child actors. There were only five five children that's what i said there are five child actors He's, and then right. those Playback actors were also <laughs> adult actors yeah what i'm fucking trying to say is <laughs> what i'm trying to say is really um, you know for a seven member family yeah 
there are six counterparts as their younger selves and the seventh is the mother and she doesn't have a child actor everyone else has a younger version of herself the mother is sustained as you know just having the adult version of herself and she's played by um what's her name i mean i absolutely love her she's always been a wet dream of mine um (laughs) Was it Carla? It's an Italian last name. Carla Gugino. Gugino. Is that? Am I saying it right? I'm not really too sure, but yeah, she was in uh, Watchmen. She was the the first Silk Spectre. Oh yeah. Yeah, she she was the Silk Spectre's mom, the first one. The first one. Oh yeah, fucking shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, she's just like yeah, um, great actress. I mean, she's just fucking hot um but uh you know but like i said you know she in in the um in the series she uh does not have a child version of herself or or a younger version of herself she's always i mean they talk about her in the past tense but she's always you know what i mean like represented in a present text you know what i mean like and, uh, I, I mean, I guess you would say it is a younger version of herself because, spoiler, she dies when the children are young. She doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, yeah. she doesn't ascend with them into their adult lives. She's yeah, I think that's passed. what me and uh, Chino were trying to get at, that, that she is the younger version. There's no older version. That yeah, and, and now that I yeah. understand what you guys are yeah. saying. But, um, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, my, my description is, you know, there, it's a family of seven and um but uh six of them are portrayed in past and present tense and so we have a epic amount of actors (laughs) so i'm not going to go through all of them and um i gave the uh summary of the show and um yeah i mean i just wrote uh some remarks on uh, michael flanagan um uh that i pretty much already uh covered but you know he has expressed that this is his best work to date um he's very proud of the project um thus far and i think he should be because you know as we're going to talk about i mean it was an amazing show and just you know to uh give a little fun fact he was born and grew up in salem massachusetts so i mean that kind of already you know qualifies him to do horror yeah yeah, and uh so what did you guys think of the fucking series uh when i first watched it i probably wasn't paying as much attention as i should have in the first couple episodes but i think it was probably like the second or third where i like something happened i can't remember exactly what but like i put my phone down i was like all right i'm in now uh so like i gotta go Wait, back and you, rewatch. you phone watched the first couple of episodes yeah not really i mean kind of like was here and there on it like you know what i mean because i would like when it first started off i wasn't that interested in it so yeah i picked up my phone and wasn't really paying attention Gina, wow. where are your feelings on that? <laughs> I <What Doc> did. <laughs> it takes a lot to to phone watch something for me. I mean, that's just my opinion. Uh, but I enjoyed the show from from the the first episode was painful just because of the contact lenses that uh, grown up Elliot was wearing. Uh, Henry Henry Thomas. Uh, Henry Thomas, yeah. That bothered contact me. Contact lens. Yeah, because he had the blue contact lenses to match uh, Timothy Hutton. The older know, version. The older version. Where the, the contact lens thing was lost on there. Yeah, that's not his natural eye color. They just look really fake. 
That's that's my that was my whole thing. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't notice that. I didn't I I did not notice that. But um but yeah, I know from from Jump Street, I enjoyed it and like I was watching it with my girlfriend and we would occasionally see like a ghost in the background. And I didn't realize how many were actually in there cuz we'd see them like every once in a while, but then after we finished the season, you know, we watched a those see all the ghost videos yeah the the youtube video it's i'm like holy crap like almost every scene there's there's like some sort of something in the background or someone's hand like just kind of chilling in frame really creepy i enjoyed it how about you creepy is one way to describe it what did you think doc yeah yeah definitely um i i think overall it was it was definitely one of my favorites from last year uh, probably liked it a little bit more than Castle Rock, actually. Not I really sure. It substantially more than Castle yeah. Rock. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Substantially with that too. more? I would say not substantially. I would say substantially. Say I would say more. greatly, greatly more. I mean, I'm just saying. For me, I just came upon it on Netflix. You know, I was just scrolling through, and uh, my then girlfriend at the time happened to be in Georgia, and so you know, I was just looking for something to do, and I found this, and I saw, oh, you know, I I watched the trailer, and I was like, wow, the uh, trailer is uh, kind of terrifying in itself. You know, the kids talking about like, you know, what if I become like so unhappy that like, you know, I start shooting dope until my blood turns to poison oh i forgot that, that was in the trailer <laughs> yeah. you know what I that mean? was in the trailer and, jesus <laughs> yeah and uh and then the girl's like you know what if like my unhappiness like absolutely overwhelms me till like you know i just don't want to live anymore and i want to die and then i end up on a silver table which you know she didn't understand at the time but it was the morgue table (laughs) and you know that was in like the two and a half minute trailer and it was absolutely horrifying to me so i watched you know the first i think five episodes i binged during the day and then it occurred to me that i was really fucking scared and night was coming on so, like, I started, like, you know, turning all the lights on in the house. Like, I'm not, you know, afraid to admit I was a bitch. I mean, this really scared me. And, you know, there, for me, this, um, this show had, like, a lot of personal significance, a lot of private significance yeah. to me. And it really scared the shit out of me. And I remember, like, thinking, like, fuck, it's going to be dark in two hours. Like, you know, and I, you know, should I just, like, I only have six like episodes five long. or six Xanax yeah. and, you know what I mean, close my eyes and hope for the best? Or, you know what I mean? Like, am I going to be, like, sketching it all night? Like, you know what I mean? So I'm going around turning lights on in the house because, like, you know, I don't want to walk through a dark room and, like, you know, see that dead I mean, it was just fucking terrifying, the shit that was happening. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Like, the family members were seeing, like, fucking their uh, siblings that they did not know died. Like, in, <laughs> like, in the, like, the dude's, yeah, like, in yeah. his fucking house, remember, like, um... Yeah, just having a normal conversation boy. with her. Yeah. Yeah, the, the boy who is, uh, you know, for, you know, you have to watch the series, but, um, the one child that grows up, he writes, um, like, his memoirs called The Haunting of Hill House, and he was, like, um, in, in the show, they talk about how he didn't really experience a lot of, like, the traumatic things that the, um, that the, uh, uh other children experienced in, uh, the show and the, his childhood, you know, 
they felt that, you know, he didn't really get like the worst of it. Like he slept through a lot of it. He didn't experience a lot of like the phenomenon, things like that. But when he grows into adult, he decides to like capitalize on his other siblings stories about like how fucking spooky the house was. And he writes the book. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And everybody's kind of like, you know what I mean? Like this shit wasn't even that bad for you, but yet you're writing a book and making millions on it. And like, you know, it was all about money for him. And I'm just saying what really scared the fucking piss out of me. And the first like, like real fucking like frightening thing was when we later find out that uh, one of his uh, sisters died. Yeah, and yeah. he's going home to his apartment, and he does not yet know that she's dead. And he's in his apartment, and she's in there, and he sees her, and he's just like, "Oh, great! Like you bring all this drama, now dad's involved, and all this stuff. You must be really proud of yourself and shit like that." And she's dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she's there, and she's like, you know, she can't speak, and she's making <clears throat> these motions, and her face is like, you know, like the absolute like. Uh, reincarnation of like terror and dread and like then you know suddenly like she disappears and then she appears in front of him and she screams a lot so she like screams in his face and then disappears and then he finds out she's dead and like you know it just gets more fucked up from there (laughs) like you know i mean that's tame from me now did you guys have a particular favorite episode because i did and um you know i want to see uh what you guys thought uh besides maybe the bent neck lady one where oh, you yeah. that that the, reveal uh, the guy the guy with the bowl that, that hat. what was that uh season one episode five that was episode five titled the bent neck lady uh, where it explains like how it's actually her yeah. That, that's been like haunting herself the whole time and shit yeah yeah it's her adult version of herself yeah. haunting her child version of herself and she doesn't realize it until it's too late i yeah. would say um other than i think that might have either that one or the one with the uh the drug addicted uh kid who like sees the bowler hat yeah, the guy, the guy, guy that's floating, the real tall guy with the the cane. Yeah, and like no one believes yeah, that like him. he's. I, I like I like closed my eyes when he's hiding under the bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, <laughs> like, like... when you see the hand coming in, oh, like yeah. you know what I mean. Like people, like if you're if you actually are listening to this cast, like you have to watch this show. It's fucking. If you're a fan of horror, this will fucking scare you. I mean, unless you know you have nerves of steel, or maybe I'm just a pussy. I don't know. Or maybe it's yeah. Well, see, you went. You you got you found that a different way than I did. I heard a lot of hype around it, and then when I watched it, I was just kind of like, oh, it's just another ghost story like show. Like that's why I was on my phone like the for like at least the first episode, maybe first episode and a half. Because I was just like, ugh, like, people said it was good, but it's like, it's just another ghost story one. I don't find them as interesting. And then, like... You also have zero patience. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Dude, your I thought this was, like, everything Amityville wishes it was. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> true. You know? But I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. The first Amityville, the, I think the, it was uh, 1979. I mean, that's a great movie. But, you know. What about uh, Amityville had... 1992? It's about time. Where the clock, like, takes over, like, 
I own that, that on VHS. <laughs> yeah. And I <laughs> did enjoy it, but I think I enjoyed it for reasons that um, I wasn't supposed to enjoy it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we actually uh, were it watching... It does exist. Amityville Dollhouse, and yeah. you know what I mean? I, I just think The Haunting of Hill House is everything like Amityville kind of wish it could have been yeah, yeah, in definitely. a movie, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, obviously it's expressed in a series here, but, uh, you know, I mean, it was... And I mean, this was... I mean, Amityville was, like, taken from, like, you know, it was inspired by a true story, of course, sensationalized, and Haunting of Hill House is a complete work of fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's awesome. When we were uh, watching one of those uh, Easter egg videos with all the um, yeah, ghosts, what are these Easter egg videos you guys are talking? If you about? go on YouTube, just look up Haunting of Hill House, and it'll be like all the ghosts that you can like, and it'll show you all the scenes with all the ghosts. Yeah, in it'll, it. it'll freeze the frame of where the ghost is in, yeah. in every single episode. Yeah, and it's... you guys did the same for Castle Rock. So yeah, 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 more yeah. or less. YouTube and look up Easter eggs. Just look up Castle Rock, and it, it'll and it'll pop up. Sure enough, there'll be like Castle Rock Easter eggs, or like you know, review of this episode or something like that. But yeah, um, during the um. House on Haunted Hill, they said a fan, there was a fan theory about how each kid had represented a... You mean the Haunting of Hill House? Haunting, yeah, yeah, sorry, the, sorry. Yeah. The Haunting of Hill House, each kid, had, <laughs> each each child, uh, there was five children, each represented uh, one of the stages of death. Of uh, Dealing with grief. Uh, dealing with grief, grief, sorry. So, yeah, but and, uh, Stephen, he wrote it down. Uh, uh, I'll let Chino explain it. <clears throat> Stephen, the the author, the the skeptic, he's denial because he throughout ninety percent of the series, he's there's no ghost. This isn't real. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to uh, convey. Yeah, I I feel you with that. That's uh, interesting. Shirley, <laughs> Shirley, the oldest uh, oldest girl, anger because she lashes out a lot throughout the entire series. She just gets frustrated, pissed off at everybody. Has like little episodes. Um, Theodora, is that how you say it? Was it Theodora? The Theodora, uh, Theo, Theo, Theo. Yeah. Uh, Theo. Is she the therapist in the in Sh- her? Sh- uh, adult Shirley life? is. Uh, Theodora is the um, the free spirit, the the bisexual chick. Yeah, wasn't she? A th- was she the therapist? Was she the one with the gloves? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. she, no. Yeah. Oh, she the, was a therapist. The, uh, yeah. the, okay. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think she's a lesbian. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, okay. Well, I mean, but yeah, but, but yeah, but yeah, she, she's the therapist. Yeah. She she life. she falls under the the bargaining category, where that you know, repla- replacing like sex and liquor and drugs with the emptiness of trying to deal with what happened. Um, mm-hmm. Luke depression because of the drugs and just being depressed from being like a total junkie, and then Nell, the girl who killed herself acceptance like she accepted that all of them are going to be haunted for the rest of their lives because of this house for whatever reason why they're being haunted but she she represents uh, acceptance because she accepts it and she's like ah fuck it I'm just going to kill myself and then it well, came she out. was kind of, she yeah. didn't actually try to commit suicide right. I, I mean, mean it was the, the house, house it was yeah, it the house, yeah. yeah. just just you know? so there, there could be another ghost there and she can live there forever you know but Mike yeah. Flanagan did confirm that theory as well, that that, that was what he was basing those characters on, were the that's, five stages. That's of interesting. Grief, so. See, I did, I did not know about that. Yeah, we I didn't either until we watched watch. that video and we were like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah, it, like, so, yeah, those are definitely worth uh, worth checking out. 
Yeah, that kind of kills, like, what I was going to have as, like, my final remarks, because, like, the way I saw the show, the first nine episodes, at least for me, you know, because it scared me, and the first nine episodes were just, like, bang, 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 like, damn, nine episodes, nine hours of straight horror. Yeah. You know, just like, you know, what what really kept me on the edge of my seat. And then the 10th episode, like, I saw it as, um, I don't know, I, I guess I didn't feel like it transitioned well. And, like, you know, the 10th episode was all, like, sobby, like, how everybody's, like, kind of overcoming their demons. Uh-huh. When the first nine episodes was just everybody just fucking terrified, <laughs> yeah. haunted you know, depressed, on edge, you know what I mean? Like, self-loathing, like, all that stuff. And then the 10th episode, the final episode, kind of just, like, tied everything together in a neat little package. And everybody kind of goes on with their lives. Like, you know, all right, well, good, we put that all behind us. Our sister may still be going through stages of hell where she's constantly seeing herself, like, hanging and hanging and hanging and terrifying (laughs) her child version of herself. And But, you know, know everything's okay you know we're just you know getting on with our lives i'm glad that's all wrapped up luke realizes oh i'm not really that depressed anymore so i mean i don't really need to shoot heroin because i wasn't shooting heroin because you know i was happy you know i was shooting heroin because i i mean that's generally how shooting heroin works for well at least you're just a fucking broke down junkie like most people that shoot dope aren't happy and luke was very very fucking unhappy um and they just seem to all like kind of get over it in the last 45 minutes of the final episode and for me i just thought it transitioned poorly but with chino reading um you know about how they represent the different stages of grief and uh things like that um now it kind of makes a lot more sense to me but again like i just thought it transitioned poorly that's just my that's just my uh perspective on it yeah i think i think it might have yeah like the end i thought it was all right because it was like them coming to terms they realize closure yeah realizing everything that was actually happening where like most of this most of the nine episodes were them like i don't know what the fuck's happening like shit's shit's going on and then when like and also i don't think they were going to continue this i knew i i'm sure they had an idea that they were going to be renewed but they probably knew that they weren't going to continue that family story yeah so that we needed we needed closure it couldn't be that open-ended where we're just like okay well what the fuck are these guys doing you know do they all? Do they all just go in the room and then just stay there for the rest of their life? Like, like what the fuck? You know? Yeah, I did really like the uh, reveal of the uh, the red room, uh, if that's what you want to call it. It had a red door, so I'd call yeah. it the red room. Yeah, where like. Uh, nobody like oh wait isn't he like taking an axe to it like you know in the basement or something like that no he that's thinks he's the... rats in the walls or something yeah because like it's, it's the, like the water or whatever was leaking from that room but he's the only the the father's the only one that doesn't have a red room like every other character has their own they see something different when they go in that room yeah, even though that... when they try to get in that room they can't get in there but yet, that room still exists. Yeah, the, the, for the, everybody in their own. There's way. the uh, treehouse, dance studio, uh, video game room, tea room, library, and there was one more. I don't remember. Was it just her like psych room? 
Yeah, the, I, I, the I guess I guess no. The one that I don't know, it was just like a living room. It was just like oh, a, yeah, yeah, just yeah. like a TV and a couch and like you the know. one with like the mother like with No, the mother was in the library. Oh, that's right. She was in the library, yeah. Uh Shirley, the oldest oldest daughter, oldest girl, uh was in just like a room with just like a, a Yeah, it was like a couch and a TV. Couch yeah, and TV yeah. and uh Steven, the oldest boy, was in the video game room. It was just like a beanbag and like a little TV and like a Maybe like a Nintendo or a Sega, you know, some yeah, generic, like generic you, system. They're kind of hints throughout the show where like the the house, the landkeeper or whatever is like, what are you talking about? There is no game, yeah. game room. I know this whole house. Or when she's like, oh, when they're looking for the little kid, they're like, oh, have you checked the tree house? And the mother's yeah, like, no yeah, it's just stop, stop joking. Oh, you're so funny. Like, and then like later on, like you find out that like, yeah, there was no tree house there. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like. So it was like different. wow. Obviously, with this too, there's a lot of things that uh, I missed. I guess um, because I, maybe it's just because I was like so scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's like, what happens uh, when you dude. binge ten fucking episodes in a row. That'll happen. You you watch maybe one or two a night, and then and then wait till the next night. You when, when you try uh, to cram everything together, you miss if things. I binged it all, like, it would be like, all right, this is over. Like, <laughs> now, like, I can start returning to normal. I was like, <laughs> let me just put this behind me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, uh, you know, now I can just kind of get on with my life. Like, if I left it incomplete, like, you know what I mean? Like, I would still be in the state of terror. I was just trying to, you know, it's like just ripping off the band-aid. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, like, I didn't want to do it slowly. Yeah, I just but noticed, like, a lot of missed. Yeah, well, and, oh, oh, go ahead. Before we, before, I don't know if we're, if we're on the final stretch here, but before we wrap it up, uh, one thing was the, the, the lunchbox. Oh yes, there's a uh, in in the treehouse. Tree yeah. There is a quick shot of an ET metal lunchbox with uh, Henry Thompson or um, yeah Henry Tom, Thomas. Tom, no, Thomas, Tom, Henry Thomas Henry Tom Henry Thomas's picture on it with you know it's and Drew Barrymore. A little funny nod to uh, you know the man was in ET what? Elliot. You guys learned about this through that Easter egg shit you were watching. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. Have, I wouldn't have spotted that not at all the first time around without, if, unless I knew it was there, because it was like a blink, like blink if you, you know, if you blink you miss it kind of deal. Yeah, it was just like the two kids were like talking. It just was like sitting on the floor, and you, and it's kind of like not really like super in focus, so you'd have to like really look at it. But, well, yeah, there's that. Well, yeah, I, I was just in a state of terror, so obviously, like, <laughs> I missed a lot of this. Like, oh, I you know, these, the, I mean, some of these talking, things were I was talking to Jamie, too, and, you know, he said the same thing, so, I mean, we, we both obviously missed some things, but, um, you know, there's a, you know, there was obviously, you guys called it, there was, um, you know, a greater picture at work, but um, before we wrap this up, I'd just like to, you know, uh, give a shout-out to um, the writer, the novelist, Shirley Jackson. Um, I I just read uh, her life. She um, was born in 1916, died in uh, uh, 1965 at age 48. And um, I just saw um, a little synopsis on The Haunting of Hill House on uh, the site Goodreads. And I just want to read this small thing. Um, they hailed uh, The Haunting of Hill House has been hailed as a perfect work of unnerving terror. It is the story of four seekers who arrive at a notoriously unfriendly pile called Hill House, um, and there and from there uh, it's a different you know it's a different story you know Flanagan actually you know obviously changed it around because it wasn't 
four explorers, you know, as a yeah. family here. But, uh, you know, in the in the novel, it was um, there's a doctor. Um, then there was uh, an occult, like an occult scholar. You know what I mean? Like somebody that like, you know, goes ghost hunting, I guess. Yeah. Like, you know, looking for shady shit. Um and then there was, you know, like a lighthearted assistant named Theodore, uh, Eleanor, a friendless, fragile young woman. You know, obviously this is a great fucking job for her. Uh, she's described as a friendless, fragile young woman, uh, well acquainted with poltergeists. And <laughs> well they do acquainted. Have a, they, they do have a character. That, um, I'm just reading, you know, what they wrote. Um, yeah. And then there was a character uh, called Luke. Um but uh, they didn't really get too much into him, and uh, they just talk about um, their uh, the future. Oh, Luke was the future heir. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, so that that was in the book. Luke was like the you know the guy I guess who was going to be the caretaker or whatever. And um, you know it just uh, in, in summation it says at first um, their stay seems. Uh, a, to be merely a spooky encounter with uh with you know inexplicable phenomena but hill house is gathering its powers and soon will chose choose one of them uh to make its own <laughs> so yeah i guess it's gonna capture one of them one of them is going to become the house but i just wanted to give <laughs> a shout out to shirley jack because um you know, uh, I, I did not read this book. I'd really like to, but, you know, it has been hailed as one of the, you know, great horror uh, works of literature, um, you know, in the early uh, early to mid-1900s. Like I said, it was published in 1959, and, uh, you know, I guess at the time, it really uh, kind of and finally You're breaking up there a little bit. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Flanagan just, you know, said that, um, you know, uh, when he when he read and, uh, you know, uh, when he read the novel, it was one of his uh, favorite works of horror. And um, he said that he, uh, you know, tried to, uh, you know, carefully interpret the novel as best he could. Um, and he said, uh, you know, making the show was a mental and psychological process. Yeah. That... <laughs> um, so, you know what I mean? Like, he, he really felt it. So, um, you know, um, but you guys, I think... Uh, you know, did a much better job of describing this than I did. Well, we literally I just seen... before we uh, did this, we just watched those Easter egg videos and like took took some notes real quick. So, so you guys had like a cheat sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I just like IMDb'd the stuff, and then I I uh, read a little bit about like the uh, you know the novelist Shirley Jackson, but like I didn't know about like stages of grief and like red rooms. Oh, I mean, like, if oh. if we had recorded this two hours ago, yeah. <laughs> We like got here and we were like, uh, let's do like a quick recap video, like, and we couldn't find like a, just a short one. We were like, well, let's just watch the Easter egg one because I'm sure we'll talk about like what everything that happened in it and, and everything. Because like I've watched so many shows since then, and I'm on like my fourth rewatch of Game of Thrones before the new season comes out. So it's like, yeah, I, like I, heard I, about that. I can yeah. only remember I'm on like a fifth season, fourth episode, by the way, maybe fifth. So, Ooh, that's so the episode right after Jon Snow beheads that dude. Yes, yes, that was like the last. That. Yeah. That was the last episode I watched. Yeah, 
<laughs> I, I like to rewatch that scene over and over again. Like, I really like when the dude's, like, begging for mercy. Yeah. And then Jon Snow, like, kind of, like, turns over and looks at Stan Baratheon. Like, what would Stannis do? Yeah. And he just acts <laughs> He Clean totally cut. deserved it. Yeah, he did. The coward. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Uh, I think that that wraps it up for, for Haunting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, with the way I mostly do it with TV shows, I try not to watch more than two or three episodes, especially if it's my first first run. Try to watch maybe two or three. That way, like, you have time to think about what happened in those episodes. It sinks in a yeah. little bit more. Yeah, because yeah. I've noticed when I've watched first-time series and I've just binged all, like, 10 to 13 episodes, like, I'll, like, wake up the next day and be like, oh, what's going on? Like, I don't even remember what happened in that show. Yeah, like, everything kind of gets like mashed, everything gets mashed together. Yeah, you can't remember what happened in what episode. But, like, on, on a... So re- you would say, like, notes to listener, like, do not binge ten straight episodes. Of, of Haunting, yeah. Or Castle Rock. <laughs> yeah. I would say maybe one or two episodes. Or anything, for that yeah, Anything, yeah. At least your first run. If you go back on a second run and you're like, "Well, I already know what happens. Let me just binge through it." Yeah, and then you like, can go hard. Yeah, then you then you're catching stuff that that you missed the first time, and you can be like, oh, "Okay," like, and you're still put piecing it together. Like I definitely yeah, still even in Game of Thrones, like, on my fourth rewatch. You know, um, yeah. It, it kind of depends, I think. Though I I think it depends on the content because, like, for example, like Game of Thrones, like watching it week to week with like a seven day break. Like, I sometimes feel, like, a lot better about binge-watching it because, like, I feel like, you know, um, you know, uh, I'm, you know, uh, getting more of the story together, like, you know what True. I mean, yeah. rather than, like, a week absence. Yeah, the week-to-week the week, the week stuff was was uh, difficult. That's why you, that's definitely a show, especially when a new season comes out. It's best to go back and rewatch because, like... Stuff that just got revealed in season seven, like there's hints to it all throughout that that uh, show that you're like, oh, okay, so he was involved with this and that was involved with that. That's like okay, like so it does. It starts to make sense when you go back and rewatch it. So like I've just been binging it. And I've been doing like during the week like two episodes a night, and then like on the weekends I'll watch like four or five like right in a row. It's like I've already seen all these, so I know like the basic gist, but I'm still like. Even though I've rewatched it before, like I'm still catching stuff that just happened in this oh, season yeah. that I'm like, oh shit, like all right, I see where they're and it and it helps to rewatch because then you start getting the names of the characters more, especially in in a, in a fantasy horror world like that, uh, where there's so many like new names and concepts, and it's not like based in like you know earth where it's just like yeah like yeah there's the like over 100 it's like, subplots going yeah on yeah once, and know? it's like and it's not like their world is the same map as ours either it's a different map so it's trying to like be like okay so that's up up north and like and it's this distance from this place and it's like yeah it gets, it <laughs> yeah, gets very yeah. confusing yeah well, you know, one of the books actually comes with a map of Westeros in it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I think they all have like I think they all have like a map comes... in the beginning, and then uh, in the back is like a list of the characters and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. Um, I didn't actually. I did, I only own the first book, but it did come with a little map of Westeros on it. Yeah, I so believe it kind of gives you a one, geographical I... perspective. Yeah, I'm only like but, a quarter uh, way through the second one, and like it's just like uh, like. I've been like rewatching this, and it's just like I, I'm taking my time with the books because, like, hopefully by the time I finish all the books, he'll actually have finished. It. Uh, George R. R. Martin will finish the last two. 
<laughs> I think he's probably going to die well before he finishes. <laughs> well, hopefully he has I, enough I written down. Because for... everybody's like, what are you doing, fat ass? Write the last few books, you know what I mean? Like, all we want is, like, the, the shit you have in your brain yeah then you can die yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like we just want to extract your knowledge and then you can just you know dig your own grave it's not only that but like <laughs> he keeps pushing back the release date for the for this last one and it's just like because he's been working on the show or doing that nightflyer series which really wasn't that great and then like so it's kind of like stop doing all these like other things and get back to like finishing like what you had promised everyone, you know what I mean? And it's also, like, everyone wants those last two to come out because they wanted them to be done before the show had caught up and passed it, and now the show's caught up and way past it, and he has some notes for the show, and he's already said, like, the books will yeah, end he, differently, he but, like... HBO, like, you know, do what you want. Yeah, he was like, the books will end differently, but here's, like, certain points you have to hit, even though, yeah. like, even though all adds different stuff in the end, like, but you have to hit these points still... And like those are like and, like and then otherwise it's like go nuts and that's why like you notice the first few seasons it's like oh to get from like King's Landing to Winterfell it'll take like an entire season and then like and then by season what like six or seven it's like Jon Snow has gone from like King's Landing to Winterfell to North of the Wall and then back down all while the Night King and has back gone from the dead. yeah and uh, no it's just I'm talking about just season seven and then uh, yeah and then uh. And then the Night King goes from uh, that lake where he fought Jon Snow down to the wall in that same amount of time, like that that yeah, he's gone all over yeah, the place. A lot of people said that you know, um, yeah, there's a little bit of a discrepancy yeah. with time yeah. and how long it would take <laughs> you to <laughs> transport. You just have to watch that show, knowing that all these different things aren't happening at the same time, and that's the best way to do it. Because if you look at like twenty four. Like, there's uh, no way you're getting from the valley yeah, to Culver yeah. City in 25 minutes, you know what I mean? And that, they have an actual clock that's going, and they expect you to believe that... It's all just so you can get the gist of it. Yeah, that they're going from yeah, one place to the exactly. Yeah, there's, yeah there's exactly. Simply too much, there's too much material for them to possibly put into a show. Yeah. And you can tell, like, in Season 7, like... You know, there there's definitely time restraints. You know yeah. what I mean? Where you know they have to produce like you know what I mean like X amount of stuff for people to understand. So you know the um, <laughs> the time of travel is a little bit uh, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you know. I mean, they had so but much. Anyway. They had so much stuff by season five. They had to leave Bran completely out of season five because they were like, well, we had all this other stuff. We can't even. We don't even have room for a story. We'll have to save that. For the next season, <laughs> yeah, so like, I'll have to. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that another point in time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but uh, yeah, I mean, we're de we're definitely gonna have to have like a pretty uh, intense cast about Game of Thrones when uh, once, you know the entire show is uh, wrapped up. Yeah, once but, it's um, completed and you've watched the final one, because I know you're waiting until it's all finished to uh, to binge the last six. Yeah, for me, binging uh, content like Game of Thrones, I feel like I absorb the material a lot better. Um, yeah. Haunting of Hill House, like obviously, like you guys said, like maybe binging ten episodes straight while <laughs> yeah. I was alone and scared <laughs> wasn't, wasn't yeah, and like... the best. That wasn't the best thing. I maybe would have uh, retained uh, more and understood <clears throat> a little bit more if I had, you know, taken it at a slower pace. Yeah, but I mean, when I like watched I said, that show. I 
show. I just wanted to get it done. Yeah, when I watch the show or any horror movie, I usually turn the lights off. If you have to run around and turn the lights on, you've been watching it for way too long, maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's starting to get yeah, to Yeah, I you. guess I was kind of tripped out. <laughs> I wasn't even, like, baked or, you know, anything like that. Yeah, like, yeah. I wasn't on any, like, mind-altering substance. Like, I was just, like, me. And I think I was having, like, kind of a bad day that day. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so anyway, my final thoughts, you know, to people that uh, are thinking about watching the haunting of hell house it's very simple watch it yeah. it's awesome it's great horror you know it's uh intense horror suspense psychological thriller you know it's just i thought it was really really well done i was very impressed by it and um i look forward to uh seeing whether uh, they uh produce in season two yeah definitely can't wait uh so yeah then next thing i i got i mean uh i never did watch apostle i still have not got around to that i don't know if you i haven't either you haven't either um but i did watch us today i went and saw new the new jordan peele peel film us and i just left there i thought it was really good even though i kind of predicted uh certain things about it by the time oh, you guys just around. got back from the movies i did this morning and then i picked him up uh, yeah, but, I haven't. I, I haven't. But seen he hasn't it yet. seen it, so I'm. Not, I don't want to talk about it too much, except like it's still <laughs> worth seeing. I think Get Out might have been a little bit better, but I still. I don't know. I really enjoyed uh, Us. I thought. It, I thought it was a good film, even though it was a little predictable in certain in certain <laughs> aspects. Like there's just by the time the credits roll, I was like, well, I'm pretty sure this is gonna happen later on, and like I'm not gonna say it out loud, but like. I was like, I'm pretty sure this is where this is going. And then, like, sure enough, it came to that point. And I was like, okay. But, I mean, there's still plenty in between to, to that you don't know where it's going or what's going to happen. It was just, like, a, one certain aspect that I that I kind of called out. But uh, otherwise, I thought it was I thought it was great and uh, definitely worth it. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to check that one out. When was that? That was just released this week? Last, I think it was released yeah, last Friday. a couple Friday. weeks ago. Last yeah, Friday. Was, okay. Yeah. I think it, uh, the first Friday it surprised everyone it made like that weekend. I think it made seventy million, and was like the uh, probably wow. the number one. Yeah, for the yeah, so it was pretty big. Uh, I mean, those aren't exactly it numbers, but then again, it numbers like just go beyond what anybody thought possible yeah. in terms of uh, box office revenue. But yeah. and I'm sure wow, this was a uh, smaller budget too. I'm, I'm sure, but uh, once you watch it, maybe we'll talk about that when, when the time yeah, comes. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, then the only other thing I got is uh, I got there's two upcoming events in in the California LA area. Anyway, is uh, coming this Saturday is the Spook Show 7 Halloween Festival, hosted by the Halloween Club in La Mirada. Uh, it's just like... Where, where is that? Well, I don't know. In the valley somewhere, for all I know. Ugh, the valley. Uh, <laughs> in the valley. Go back to the valley, man. Go back man. to the valley, man. Uh, it's just like a uh, place with arts and crafts and oddies and uh, like props and costumes and decor that you can like buy. It's kind of like a... Um, not a yard sale, but um, like a flea market for horror almost uh that that they do every year around this time i guess uh i might check that out i did do the um that um horror um the halloween walkthrough a couple weeks ago the one i told you i was going to we talked about on the last cast and i was like yeah i'm probably gonna go do that i went with our friend uh sierra and we went to that it was like out in um thousand oaks and it was it was weird because it was in, in uh 
it was above a gold's gym and like a shopping center <laughs> so it was like oh. all right but then like yeah you go upstairs and you're like okay now i feel like i'm at like a halloween event because then like there's like a second line um then, once you check in then things got spooky yeah things got spooky yeah like so like the second line like the whole setup was really cool then you walk through and like they space you out enough and then even when you do start to catch up with other people like there's certain spots in the in the haunt that that they have like actors that'll kind of like stop you and do like a little like thing and then they'll to let the other people move up a little bit further and then they then you go through again because it wasn't it was like 105 rooms or something like that and one after another there was no like you finish one attraction and then you like you know leave and wait in another line to go through another one it was all straight through which i thought was yeah, really oh cool. yeah yeah and uh yeah it was re- i thought it was really well done uh and it seems like so they... it was like a binging attraction like, yeah you know, yeah there, was, there were no gaps <laughs> yeah no gaps it was t- it was tough to be like oh what happened in that room yeah there was a, there was some really cool uh effects in there i thought too uh, oh, that's all. And you went with the uh, beautiful Sierra. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, How the went. fuck's she doing these days? Well, that's not. You know, we don't have to discuss. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> she's doing. She's doing good. Uh, anyway. Um, now, what yeah. are we talking about next week? Is that um, or next? Let's heard? let's not say next week because it could be two weeks. Because we've okay. been we've been kind of doing almost every other week. But then you went to Germany, and then. Uh, you know, that... I wanted to do it in Germany. I had like a great back. I mean, I was gonna have to be like, like very wrapped up in like a heavy jacket and, hat <laughs> and scarf and everything. But like there was this like one morning where it was like kind of misting in the mountain. Oh. So like I thought that would be really pumped to have like a podcast talking about horror in the mist yeah. that was actually <laughs> real mist you yeah. know what i mean but uh but, you know i i understand how but that yeah it was work. like you didn't you're like your phone wasn't sending text messages or something and like i so saw by the time i got home and saw your email it was already kind of late here and probably like super early yeah. there so it's kind of it was really hard to communicate so i was just like we'll yeah, just wait till you come back provider did not come through for me yeah there. yeah <laughs> but uh well, I mean, next cast, like, um, I, I think we're d- going to um, discuss uh, Suspiria. Yeah, if I get around to watching both of those back-to-back, we'll do that. But uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll save that for another time. Well, who knows what will happen and what we'll see in between. But uh, maybe you'll see us and we'll talk about us. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, okay. so the other thing is that I Like Scary Movies Experience is uh, also starts next week, and that's that uh, interactive... Um, thing i was talking about last podcast it's like an interactive art exhibit where you walk like through like different um sets from the movie so uh, but you're allowed to like stop and take pictures it's not like there's no monsters that pop out at you uh, apparently the news saw uh, caught on to when they were driving freddy's glove to the warehouse because it was uh, this giant freddy glove that was in the back of a pickup truck and the guy's just driving down the street with it. So the news had picked up on that. Uh, but yeah, like, yeah. And uh, I've seen well, some Well, it of was the... like popping out the back. It was, it was like a giant... Yeah, it was like a pickup and... truck that they had, like, tied down to the back of a pickup that you could see, like, <laughs> the full Freddy glove on it and everything. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll have to send you a picture. But uh, 
Yeah, I might. I don't know if I'll do that next week, but it'll definitely be because uh, this I, is going through all. I think we really all... owe Suspiria some time. You know, we've been talking about. No, it for I just a meant while. like I don't know if I'll go to that next week, but I'll definitely do yeah. it sometime in April because it's a, a full April run. I've already seen like the uh, the Shining hallway uh, set up, um, and then the Freddy glove I've seen, but that's that's it. And I think it also covered. Um, um, I think Pennywise. I think it does an, an it thing as well, and I can't remember which which other. Uh, maybe a Stranger Things. I'm not sure. There was a couple other uh, movies that they were gonna do as well. There was like five or six different movies. Um, but yeah, uh, that's that'll next week through the end of April that runs. So we'll see. Uh, I'm not sure what we'll talk about next week. We'll get around to that. But uh, that pretty much uh, wraps it up. Uh, Please like us on iTunes, wherever I post this to, and check us our uh, Facebook group out, the Fright Central Facebook group. Um, and uh, that's about it. Uh, thank you again. Yeah, Keck, and for uh, just note that we plan to become more coherent. And uh, oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. A yeah. little bit more. Uh, you, we're still virgins at this thing. So yeah, this is only you know, our third episode. Yeah. Get back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, my uh, hour should be changing at the end of uh, April, so we'll be able to do it almost once a week instead of every other week. Will be better because I'll have more time to like you know watch it. Instead of working like eleven hours, I'll be down to like nine. So <laughs> that'll be good. <laughs> that that's solid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'll have uh, more time for life and uh, and podcasting. But uh, yeah, and and thanks, uh, Chino, for making a uh, special appearance. Uh, the pleasure's all on this side of the room. Thank you. <laughs> all on this side <laughs> of the table. <laughs> it's it's all on this side of the computer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right, all right, guys. All right. Thanks a lot, man. All right. Adios. Later.